Welcome to Scream People. This is our Valentine's episode, and this is a very special episode because I have two friends who I've known for over 10 years who agreed to be on the podcast today. My friend Tom and my friend Larry. I gave them a series of questions, and I made sure that they did not communicate these questions with the other. So, to get to know our two guests, I posed this question to both of them. If you were writing the profile for your partner's dating app, Tom, what would you write in Larry's bio? I would say something like, a vintage man in good condition with very little experience, cautiously optimistic about trying a new episode. Larry, if you had the opportunity to write Tom's bio on a dating app, what would you write? Handsome, enthusiastic, energetic, rates six on the Kenzie scale. <laughs> so true. <laughs> when you read that question, were you concerned about what the other party was going to write? Oh, not in the least. <laughs> no. So just to give, uh, because this is this show is about normal people, you know, talking about movies and TV. Um, Larry, what do you do for a living? I'm retired. Um, and what did you retire from? I retired from medicine. Keeping it vague. Real nice. Likes to do that. All right. Fair enough. Tom, mm -hmm. what do you do for a living? I am a psychotherapist, and I have taught counseling and psychology and psychotherapy. And now I am in private practice. How long have the two of you been together? Going on 22 years. That is absolutely beautiful. And three of them have been good. <laughs> oh, no. Tell us, how did you two come to be? We met at the chocolate counter in Concourse C at the Atlanta airport. And we just happened to both be looking at that chocolate counter. And he said, it looks good, doesn't it? And, he, and I said something like, yeah, but I'm trying to be good. He left and walked away. And I always try to walk around between flights. And I went back by my gate. And there he sat and with an open seat beside him. And I sat down and we talked for nearly two hours. And then when I got up, he wrote his name and number down on a piece of paper and gave it to me. Mm. How forward. I know. <laughs> and just FYI, I've never done that again. You met at a chocolate counter at a random airport. You weren't even going to the same place, correct? Right. Correct. How long before you saw each other again? Uh, that was July 27th, and he came to New Orleans on October 7th. And that was our first date. And so I count October 7th as our anniversary. 22 years later, and you're still around. Because this is a podcast about movies and TV, people expect me to talk about them. So I gave each of you some questions. And I, again, I wanted to make sure that you didn't discuss it with each other because I would be very curious to see if you guess the other one's answers or if you're actually surprised by them after 20-some years because you just never know. When you think about childhood when you think about being a kid what comes to mind you know we we didn't see each other's answers and i would guess that for larry it would be mayberry rfd with andy griffith the andy griffith show but i don't know that I, that's okay so i'm speaking for larry with hold on hold on larry do you have a guess for tom the first thing that comes to mind because of the circumstances involved would be the rifleman 
Oh. <laughs> uh, the Rifleman was the TV show that my mother was watching when she went into labor for me. <laughs> and yeah, dad had taken the TV outside because it was so blooming hot in the late August summer heat. And he had carried the TV outside and the extension cord and got her all set up. And she's big, fat, nine months pregnant. And then she went into labor and he had to take everything back inside and get the babysitter for my older sister and drive uh, about 50 miles to the nearest hospital. And she missed the rifleman. She may have never forgiven me for that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tom, what was your answer? My answer was the Wizard of Oz for a couple of reasons. I loved the music. I loved the dancing. I loved the fantasy. And it always came on once a year on Sunday nights. And we got to miss church to see it. And that was fantastic. It was the only thing we ever got to miss church. Larry, Tom has already given his theory on your answer. But what is your answer? Well, actually, it's a two-part answer, because when I was very young, this stands out vividly in my memory. I was certainly less than 10. I don't know how old I was, and I don't have any idea why I went to see this movie, other than probably maybe my older brother took me or something. But it was a horror film, and it was, it was, I think it was, I don't remember the title. I tried to look it up, but couldn't find it, but something like The Horror of the Wax Museum, where this guy would take dead people and take them to his museum and dip them in wax. And then they were, you know, wax figures, something along that lines. But one part was so incredibly scary. And back then in the movie theater, when you you didn't have a door to open to, to go into, you had a curtain that separated from the concession area and the seating area. And I actually ran up the aisle at a real scary part and got behind the curtain. And then I would peek out behind the curtain because I was so scared. But I wanted to see what happened. So the second part would be the uh, show Bonanza. Because that was one of the few times we did anything as a family together was to sit down and watch Bonanza on Sunday nights. It was just a ritual like Ed Sullivan or Lawrence Welk. You know, my parents would watch that. And it was just a big hit. And on Sunday night, that's what we did. That's beautiful. All right. So when we think of you, the teen, the young adult, college you, even post-college you, what comes to mind? Larry? Well, this is actually post post-college. That, that's okay. Uh, Let me check with the judges. <laughs> it's allowed. Go ahead. It's allowed. Okay. But the the film that just had such an impact on me because of the, the intensity and the emotion and how absolutely real it was and realizing how uh, the demons that people have to deal with, you know, throughout their lives was ordinary people. That was just an outstanding movie on so many levels for me. I felt such empathy for Timothy Hutton for the role that he played. It was, it was just quite remarkable. 
Well, I have to chime right in here because uh, it was post post college for him, but it was only college for me. And it's the exact same movie with Mary Tyler Moore, Timothy Hutton, Donald Sutherland. And for me, it planted the seed in my brain of the value of a good therapist. I've actually watched that film multiple times. Oh, me too. And it's it's quite a piece of drama. Seeing the process that Timothy Hutton goes through to get to where he needed to get to, but also seeing the humanity of the Mary Tyler Moore character where she just could not get within herself the capacity to love this child. Her love died with the other child. Well, the other thing is the movie could have gone the other way. Yeah. The last time he ran in the bathroom when he was so upset finding out that the the young woman that he got to know in the program that he was in, and he learned that she killed herself and he ran in the bathroom and I'm sure at that point contemplated killing himself again. And it could have easily happened that way in real life. It didn't in the movie, Mm -hmm. but I can see that happening. Were you already on your path to becoming a therapist when you watched that film, Tom? Not even close, but it's set me on the path to starting my own therapy, which then led me into being a therapist, you know, seeing how dramatically and 180 degrees we can change our lives through therapy. And of course, that led me to my profession. And it's not just because of that movie, but it was really, like I say, it planted a seed for me that grew and grew. And how long have you been in practice as a therapist now? Over 30 years. What is your favorite thing to watch together? Can you guess? Do you know what I guess? No. Go on. Downton Abbey. I put um, English series like Downton Abbey or... That's creatures, all creatures small, great and small. Um, Depending the, what's on, yeah, you know, yeah, the, you know, masterpiece theater, the, the yeah. that that kind of a genre. Foils War. Oh, I love Foils War. That is so good. And and we go back and rewatch that. We just finished watching all every series of Downton Abbey. Um, I cried again every every time. Of course, because you have a heart. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Upstairs, downstairs. Oh, yeah. The Duchess of Duke Street. I mean, all of those are just wonderful. Wonderful. Are you boycotting the Gilded Age because it is not British? I'm boycotting it because I thought the acting was terrible in the first episode. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm actually going to agree with you. A lot of it in that first episode was quite terrible. I just watched the second episode it got better. That's what Larry said. Not great, but better. I'm still not like really excited about it, but we'll see. I'm hoping it will advance and progress and continue to improve. It was hard not to compare it. I don't know about you guys, but watching that first episode, I could not stop comparing it to Downton. Mm. Because I remember the first episode of Downton, and I was hooked. Yes. Actually, the music, right? The music from the moment it started, I, w- I was like, whoa, this is amazing already. Well, he does walk to the to High, High Clare Castle with the dog. So we're sold there. What were you supposed to do? Not fall in love? Exactly. <laughs> well, but that's a little bit not fair because they don't have High Clare Castle. And they also don't have English accents. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> they, 
But I'm still, I'm going to keep up with it a couple more to see what happens. Well, I'll go back. If he's willing, I'll watch the second episode with him. <laughs> um, he did fast. We did um, fast forward the first episode to the 32nd gay scene because I wanted to see that. So I did, I did look at the 32nd gay scene. What do you love to watch, Tom, that Larry does not want to watch? Well, I can't, actually came up with two answers, and I think the second one I came up with is more poignant than the first one. I love to watch animal stories, but because a lot of these stories include the animal dying or being hurt somehow, like that horse movie, war horse movie, or Eight Degrees Below with the dogs, he will not watch that. Any movie where there's any possibility of an animal dying or being hurt. And so I like to watch those. And mm -mm, he is not going there. It's not happening. We are getting a nod. Absolutely not, says Larry. The podcast you're supposed to speak. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, to be fair, we're on, we are on video. So he's looking at me and he knows yeah. I can see him. So... Well done. You said there were two. What's your second answer, Tom? I like to watch American football sometimes, and Larry does not, although I do drag him in when there's something really kind of uh, spectacular going on. And he likes to watch The Gilded Age, and I didn't make it through half of that first episode. Now, hang on. Hang on, Tom. Larry hasn't answered his question. Larry, what do you love to watch that Tom absolutely is not interested? Well, it's a two-part answer, and they're related. The first answer is, I don't mind in the afternoon getting a snack of peanuts or something, sitting down in front of the TV, cutting it on, just to see what's on. And I'll channel surf, and I'll find something, and I'll be in, it'll be the middle of the program, and I'll say, oh, that looks interesting. I think I'll watch that. And he can't watch anything that doesn't start from the beginning. That's right. So it kind of is um, a little unsettling to him that I'm that I can just keep channel surfing till I find something that I think might be good. Maybe it is. Maybe it didn't. But you're just gonna jump in willy nilly in the middle of a story, and you just don't care. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't know the context. You don't know the build up. But I might want to see the actor or the actress, or you know, or the costumes, or the costumes, or that sort of thing. And the second part of that is I really enjoy sitting down and watching Turner, Turner Classic movies. And it doesn't have to be a good movie, but if it's an old movie with great stars, you know, I like to watch them. What's a good example, Larry? What's a great Turner Classic that you come across in the middle that you watch all the time, the third or fourth part of? I, I have an answer to that. Well, I've... Um, I've recorded, I haven't looked at it yet, but I saw it was on, but I had to go somewhere I couldn't do something. I recorded Johnny Belinda with Jane Wyman. Mm. And that's just, oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Fantastic. For those of us who are not familiar, what is that movie about? Oh, she's the deaf mute who lives on a farm with her father and his and her aunt, his sister. And a physician comes along that settles in that, that area. Sign language was just coming along. And so he proposed to teach her sign language. Uh, but in the course of the movie, she is raped by a neighbor. Oh. And she becomes pregnant. 
And of course, Good she. Lord. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's no, exactly no, my response. This is a magnificent <laughs> movie. This is a, the acting. Throughout the entire movie, she does not utter one word. It's just an excellent movie. And this really is what is. you sit and have snacks with in the afternoon. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, or uh, the Philadelphia story. Or, well, the Philadelphia story is interesting. Uh, but what about that one with, with Catherine Hepburn and Peter O'Toole? Where they fight the whole oh, the lion in winter. Oh yes. my god, and a he classic. can watch that from the beginning, the middle, oh. the end. He can just any various parts, and he can. And I'm like, they're just fighting for two and a half hours. But but the intrigue and the history and it's I love it. I just but it is it. English, so I I will give him yeah. that points for English. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins, a very young one. All right, this is a very important question. It's the first time I've asked it on the podcast. Ooh. I will ask each of you individually. When you go to the movies and you go by the snack counter, what do you get? I can answer that for Larry very easily. He gets the senior combo. He wants his popcorn. It's one of the reasons he goes to the movie. He <laughs> loves his popcorn. If I want to go see a movie that he doesn't want to go, all I have to do is say, you can get some popcorn. <laughs> How true is that? Um, well, is that accurate, mostly, Larry? I, it's very accurate. Um, I, I would normally get a tub if the <laughs> if they all offered that in the theater, but most of the time I get the senior combo. All right, Tom. Same question, Larry. Why don't you answer it? Because I bet you know. Well, if I get the senior combo, he'll get some kind of. Candy, the uh, what are they? Skit? No, no, not Skittles. Um, oh, oh, um, Reese's. Reese's. That's it. That's Reese's cups. Yeah, Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Right. We find your answers acceptable. <laughs> Popcorn at the theater is one of the greatest joys that I have had since I was a little child. Tell them what you used to pay for popcorn that you remember, because you always say this. Oh, well, when my brother, he's four years older, uh, when when he used to go to the movies before I started going to the movies, you get in for 25 cents, but that included the popcorn and drink and the admission to the theater, 25 cents. What is the secret to having a long, happy relationship with the caveat that you can only answer with one word. Well, that's very difficult because I have two words. And so I'm going to make it one word by making it hyphenated. You can say two words if that's what you need to do. That's fine. Okay. The first word is compromise. And the second word is consideration. And for me, uh, the one word was honesty. And it's a very difficult word to me because it's it's i have to first be honest with myself and then i have to find a way to express honesty without being brutal you know i can say it simply as one word honesty but to actually do it is more is much more difficult all right this is the bonus question neither Ooh. of you were prepared for this one i did not Put it in the notes. I will give you a moment to think about the answer. Do you have music to play while we think? Hang on. 
I can make that happen. Okay. Well, I can make that happen afterwards, not now. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Here comes the music. What? Call it a quirk. Call it a interesting little tidbit that your partner does that you just love. Larry has the ability to raise only his left eyebrow and I laugh every time he does it. 22 years and I still laugh every time he just for Alejandro at least do it so he knows what (laughs) I can't help it every time (laughs) Larry well it's very easy his smile I think that's one of the most wonderful things about him I just have to check my notes here and it's really dusty in this room. I just gotta <laughs> really gotta take my Allegra. Um, it's Viagra. It's Allegra. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh. Thank you so much. Oh, this has been a blast. Thank you both so much for giving me a part of your evening uh, to do this. And for everyone else listening, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs>